This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. So this week, I'm going to be talking about your metabolism, what it is, and metabolic syndrome, which is a pretty common issue that we have in Australia, in the UK, in the United States, pretty much every developing country and every developed country. So it's a real problem. Uh, and so I think it was really important to talk about it. Uh, firstly, I guess we all know that we have a metabolism. Well, I think we do. Our metabolism is essentially just the all of the, the chemical reactions that go on in our bodies just to have them as the, a normally functioning body is described as our metabolism. So it's all of the chemical reactions that go on it. That's probably a fairly basic way of describing it. And when we have, um, when we look rather at our metabolism, some people have a bit of a slower metabolism than others. And some people have a really fast metabolism. And there can be good things and not so good things with that. If you have a very fast metabolism, it can be quite difficult for you to keep weight on. And some people might think, oh, that's a great problem to have. But in fact, it can really um, be a bit of a problem if you're constantly needing to eat, you're constantly hungry, and you're just burning and burning through the, um, the calories that you're consuming. And there are some uh, conditions such as hyperthyroidism, so an overactive thyroid, that will speed up your metabolism. And so that sometimes... When you have that increased metabolism, that can be something that can be corrected either through diet or through um, herbal medicines, nutrients, or drugs. And 
and some other kind of things, which I won't go into, surgery and that kind of thing. Um, and the other thing, of course, is if you have a slower metabolism, this can be something that's just naturally you, same with the high, the faster metabolism, or it can also be driven by your thyroid gland. Thyroid gland is a bit of a master controller of our metabolism in a way. And so we have people sometimes that have a bit of a sluggish or hypothyroid condition, and that can slow down the, the metabolism. And that then you may get symptoms such as finding it difficult to shed weight or putting weight on really, really easily. You may get fatigue. You may get, um, gosh, all kinds of symptoms that go on with a uh, hypothyroid condition, like cold hands, things like that. That can be really um, weird symptoms as well that you may not necessarily attribute to a uh, thyroid condition. So uh, again, that's something that can be corrected with diet, with herbal medicines, with uh, medications. So there's a whole bunch of different ways we can address either hypo or hyperthyroidism, but there is also, of course, just a naturally uh, occurring uh, situation where you have either a fast or a slow metabolism. So these are things that are really important to know about yourself. And sometimes you find this out about yourself when you do a bit of a gym program or something like that. And sometimes it's just through getting symptoms and things that and feeling unwell that you can maybe go and get checked out by your healthcare practitioner and find out that actually we've got a bit of a problem here. So I've noticed we've got a few people on uh, watching the live today. So say hello if you're here so that I know who you are. I can see some little eyes, but I can't really see who it is. Uh, I'd love to say hello to you. I'm recording today as a uh, podcast, so that's why I've got my big microphone in front of me. Um, so yeah, so your metabolism is something, something we all have. And sometimes it can be completely normally functioning, but just like a little bit slow, a little bit fast, or it can be driven by something else like illness. Uh, not just thyroid illness, it can be driven by uh, other illnesses, chronic illnesses, um, stress, cancer, gosh, many, many, many different factors are involved. So it's pretty complicated as you can imagine, which makes it kind of surprising that you can really fix it sometimes with food which is something I love about being a nutritionist and naturopath is there's so many things we can do to help to support the metabolism. So one of the things that uh, can happen as we, we go along in life is we maybe don't eat perhaps the right foods, perhaps we have a lot of stress going on in our lives and this can contribute to something called metabolic syndrome. So metabolic syndrome affects more than 35% of the population in Australia. Don't know the facts for other uh, countries, but I'm sure if you've got a similar culture to Australia, it's probably very, very similar. So more than 35%, more than one in three people have something called metabolic syndrome. And metabolic syndrome is, is a collective term for a bunch of um, signs or symptoms, and they are these. The first one is, in no particular order, high blood pressure, high blood sugar level, um, collecting weight around the waist, having a uh, low levels of good cholesterol, so low levels of HDL and high levels of bad cholesterol or LDL. So they're the five kind of key markers of metabolic syndrome. 
So metabolic syndrome is not diabetes, but it could be considered pre-diabetes. Um, you heard me mention the blood glucose level. Uh, but what's really important is what people, a lot of people don't associate with diabetes is cholesterol and different, uh, how the different types of cholesterol can be risk factors for diabetes. Diabetes is a really, uh, it's a disease that is something that you really don't want to get. If you have it, then it can be managed. And sometimes you can even get to a point where you just manage it with diet. Sometimes when you first diagnose, you can manage it with diet. And if you are not kind of really on top of that all the time, then you can kind of progress needing medication and then the, the kind of the long-term consequences of not looking after yourself if you've got diabetes are things like kidney damage, eye damage, uh, stroke, cardiovascular disease, a bunch of stuff you really don't want, believe me. I, when I was a nurse, I looked after a lot of uh, hospitalized diabetes patients and it really wasn't it wasn't a fun time. So I really, really encourage you, if it is something that you have that you really do look after it with um, diet. But if you have metabolic syndrome, you don't have diabetes yet, but it's highly likely that you're going to get it, highly likely, or that you're gonna have an increased risk for a heart attack, stroke, uh, what we call peripheral arterial disease, which is like leg ulcers, things like that, which is pretty nasty. So yeah, it's metabolic syndrome is really important because it's it's linked to our I guess levels of overweight and obesity that we have in our country and in many other countries. It is something that we know is growing. It's one in three adults have it, and when I say adults, adults over the age of twenty five. So even if you're a younger person you have a risk of getting this, a one in three risk of getting this. So it is really important. How do you know if you have it? Well, you may already know you've got high blood pressure. Maybe you've never had your blood pressure taken. Did you know pretty much any pharmacy in Australia, you could walk in and get to your blood pressure taken. So that is something that's good. If you don't have access to a machine, just know that for free, you can just walk into a pharmacy and get your blood pressure taken at most of those larger pharmacies for sure. So that's an easy one to get sort it out straight away to know about. Um, you can measure your waist. This is a really easy, easy thing to do. So just getting a tape measure and measuring your waist. The thing is measuring it in the right spot. Many people don't know exactly where to measure their waist. And I find this a lot when I work with clients in metabolic balance that we do waist and hip and thigh measurements really regularly. And the correct way to do a waist measurement for the purposes of measuring what we call insulin resistance is to take the waist measurement at the navel, not at the most narrow part of the waist, although your navel might be at the most narrow part of your waist, so that's fine. But we're looking for the waist measurement at the navel. And we're looking for a measurement of less than 100 centimeters. So 100 centimeters is a, a relatively decent sized waist. Um, so, and it, whether you're a male or a female, it doesn't matter. 100 centimeters is what the research has shown is the, the tipping point. And people that have a waist of 100 centimeters or greater, pretty much all have insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is pre-diabetes. So it's really, really a good gauge of whether or not you're at risk. One second. 
a really good gauge of whether you're at risk of um, diabetes, whether you might have metabolic syndrome. If you remember when I listed those factors or those that cluster of uh, signs for metabolic syndrome, the one I said was high blood sugar. I didn't say insulin resistance. And high blood sugar essentially means the, the sugar is in the blood that you've digested from your food, but it's not getting into the cell, which is where it gets used. And insulin is what's used to get that blood glucose into the cell. So we do that is because when I'm, I'm used to describing it, insulin is the key to the lock to unlock the cell so the glucose can go inside and it can um, do what it needs to do. It provides energy for the cell. So if you have insulin resistance, what it means is that lock is getting a bit sticky and the insulin, the key is a bit raggy and it's just not opening it so well. So you get this buildup of insulin in the blood as well. And that waist measurement will tell you whether or not you're at risk for that. And so they use the term high blood sugar, also could be insulin resistance um, as a measure of looking at metabolic syndrome. So this is really important to know where you're at with all of these parameters. This is about taking responsibility for your health and then doing something about it before it gets to a point where it needs more medicalized attention because then it starts costing a lot more money. It means there may be more time off work, means your, your um, risk of getting further medical issues increases. And this is where something so simple as diet, as exercise, as boring as that sound, and I, I know it sounds boring, but if you're looking at using and choosing rather, beautiful whole foods. If you're looking at exercise that you enjoy, I actually really don't like using the word exercise because I'm not someone who enjoys exercise, not one little bit. However, I love doing yoga. I love going to the gym and lifting heavy weights. I really, really love that. I love walking my dogs. I like going for a dip in the ocean. I like going for a walk in the bush. If you say to me, that's exercise, it is exercise. In my mind, that's not exercise. It's stuff that I like to do. It's a way to move my body that makes me feel good. And what I really encourage you to do if you're thinking, well, I need to move more, is look at what are the things you actually really enjoy doing that burn a few calories, essentially. You don't have to be going for a run if you hate running. I hate running and it's not good for my body. It's not good for my joints. Cycling. I like going out on my bike, but I don't like going on just sitting on, you know, on the road. I don't like going on the road. I feel unsafe. And to be honest, I find it a bit boring. Dare I say that? Um, but I really like going mountain biking. Really love it. It's, I'm out in nature. It's lots of fun. However, I don't like jumping. I mean, I can jump logs. I don't mind it, but I find it a bit full on just to be doing that all the time, but I just love being out in the bush. So I guess what I'm saying is find something that you really enjoy doing and find someone that you enjoy doing it with maybe. And if you don't know a lot of people that don't look at uh, groups like Meetup that might be, you know, a group of um, like-minded people that like to go for a walk around the neighborhood in your area. Awesome. Join the group. That makes you more likely to go. If I know for me, because um, my husband trains me, and if I say to him, oh, can I do gym tomorrow morning? 
that means he can't go for a ride. He can't do the things that he likes doing. So for me, it's a really big commitment that I don't let him down by sleeping in or by going, yeah, I don't feel like doing it. Um, because I always love how I feel when I'm doing it. And I love how I feel after I've done it. And yeah, I just really, really encourage you to find a form of movement for your body that you love. And I also really encourage you to get some sort of watch or step counter, something that will measure your activity. I can't tell you, I've gone on about this, I know a few times, about how the um, how motivating I find having my smartwatch, which I never ever thought, I, I, I never thought that would be the case. Uh, but I, it's awesome, it tells me to stand up during the day, it reminds me, um, I've been out and walked my dogs this morning, I've been to the gym at home this morning, so I've already met my exercise goal for the day, so I'm like, yes, that's great, because I've got to drive up to Brisbane this afternoon, so that's I'm going to be spending about two and a half, maybe three hours in the car today, because I'm going up to the army uh, to work with injured soldiers with meditation. And so I know I've got three hours where I'm completely sedentary, then an hour when I'm doing the, that work, uh, which is also relatively sedentary. So, you know, four hours today, I'm going to be pretty still. So I love the fact that I've already been out and done my movement for the day. So it's so important to do something fun, interesting, and that is actually going to be so, so good for your physical health and for your mental health. There's one last thing I wanted to mention when it comes to metabolic syndrome and your metabolism is that stress has a really big impact on this. Stress is not listed as a, a part of this um, syndrome, but we know that if we have long periods of stress, we have cortisol at levels higher than we want them to be. That contributes to storing weight around the waist. Guess what? Having that higher waist measurement is linked with metabolic syndrome. And so if we can get our stress down, it does also reduce our risk of getting metabolic syndrome. So it's really important to look at this holistically. If this is something that you think may be an issue for you, if you go and measure your waist and it's, it's 100 or more, and you feel like, yeah, well, maybe I need some help with this, come and see me. I have online bookings, so I can see you wherever you are all over the world. And I work with diet, I work with movement. I've just introduced um, online streaming yoga into my practice, which is an on-demand service, which is amazing. So um, you've got a holistic package working with me. And so you can just email me, Susie at susiegarden.com or go onto my uh, Instagram at susiegardenwellness or Facebook and message me. So I hope you've enjoyed this live, this podcast today. Um, if you've got any questions, please feel free to get in contact. I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.